Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have them back because it's not just one press release we're talking about, it's multiple press releases. Marshall Gunter, CEO at Datametrics AI, the company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol DM for our friends in the US, DTMXF, and for our friends in Europe, uh, D4G on Frankfurt. For those of you who are new to the story, a uh, quick summary, primarily the company's artificial intelligence company focused on social media discovery uh, and fake news detection, essentially monitoring. They've had clients, including the Canadian federal government, United States Air Force, government agencies, and even Latte, a $2.6 billion conglomerate uh, out of South Korea. Uh, all that great work is translated into revenue in Q1 of $809,000. And if that was the story just there, Everybody would be happy, anybody would be happy with that, having that kind of uh, technology, customer base, and actual revenues. But as a result of the company's security clearances and dealing with these governments, something new that happened a couple months ago was the Canadian government reached out to Data Matrix, asked them for their help in providing test kits from South Korea to Canadian companies. What has that translated into in the last couple months? By my count, approximately 25,000 kits, test kits sold, for about $1.5 million in revenue to Canadian companies. Here to talk about all that and where we're going is Marshall. Buddy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, George. I'm glad to be back. Hey, a uh, lot to talk about here. Uh, let's first start with the COVID test side, then we'll go into the AI side. A uh, lot of test kits sold lately. In fact, it's been accelerating. Why the acceleration? Is that just natural? sales cycle or is there something else going on? Well, there's, there's two things going on in there, George. So first it's, uh, as we, you know, we previously discussed in here, the sales cycles tend to be five to eight weeks and we've been at this approximately eight weeks. Um, so we're just now seeing the, the fruition of all that. But the, the other thing about it is a lot of these sales are to companies who aren't used to this. You know, so we saw the first sales to to mining companies. Right now, the mining companies have been dealing with infectious viruses for decades. For instance, they're set up in, say, Africa. Africa has been dealing with HIV, AIDS, Ebola. So they already know what they're getting into with another infectious virus. With these other companies and say, for instance, mining companies in Canada have not. So it's a little bit longer sales cycle because they've got to, there's a lot of learning involved and a lot of teaching involved. So we have to set them up, make sure that they can not just buy the test kits, but actually, you know, actuate them. And that is why we partnered with Transform Canada Inc. Um, it's an accredited uh, lab in Scarborough that brings the medical side to the house uh, that allows them to go in, train their medical staff, 
set up the labs they need, sell them to the equipment they need, <clears throat> and then you know, uh, bring in the test kits and make them effective. Uh, so that's generally why it's going on. Um, and are these are these are these one-time sales taking place, or you know, we all know that these employees going to keep getting tested, or do you expect these to actually recur? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Almost all of these are pilot projects. So as the companies are, wow. they're testing the waters, so they want to know if this works or not. These pilot projects, as long as they execute. We, you know, we should expect them to re-execute uh, and expand. And we're already seeing that. So as these pilot projects are progressing, we're getting further and further into talks to open up more and more of the world. Um, and these talks are ongoing and you know, hopefully we'll have a lot to report soon. But again, you know, a company's not gonna jump in with you know, $10 million to open up their entire the entire planet, right, immediately. Because like I said earlier, this is new. They don't know how it works. So they're gonna jump in with, you know, half a million bucks, which is what we're seeing, or, you know, $300,000. Yeah. We're seeing this, they deploy a pilot project. The pilot project takes, I don't know, a month to get rolling, something like that. Then they start seeing the results of that. So we're in the middle of deploying these pilot projects now. Um, the execution is working, things are going well. Uh, and, you know, as long as these execute properly, we do expect them to expand. And so we you do think you're talking about a 25, return. you know, a, a pot with 25,000 test kit, $1.5 million pilot project across multiple countries, uh, multiple companies. But you're saying that right now the execution is going well, so far, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's been a blessing to have uh, TCI, Transform Canada Inc. aboard. Uh, I think, honestly, that was one of the best moves we made. And it has allowed us to roll this out, sure. you know, with medical expertise that dates back, you know, three decades in the space. So as far as execution is concerned, it's been there, done that. So we don't have to worry about the execution as much. You know, we have, we have a great partner who's helping on the execution side. We have data metrics over here who is, you know, moving on the production side. And we're working in lockstep. And so the pilot projects are just rolling out, just boom, boom, boom. Are, and go ahead. Are you going to be focusing on mining companies primarily? Because it seems like that's most of these, even though there's a health and safety company announced just the other day. Or are you planning to roll this out to other industries as well? What's the, what's the game plan there? Oh, no, no, no. It's not just mining companies. Um, the mining companies, as I said, they were, they're the first movers and first adopters uh, for multiple reasons. Um, and I'll get into that in just a second. But no, we, we are in talks with uh, all kinds of verticals right now, uh, transportation, you know, health and safety, uh, TV and film production, airlines, um, you know, uh, even uh, restaurant chains. So um, there are many, many, wow. many verticals we're in talks with right now. Uh, the reason the mining companies come first is, is twofold. As I said earlier, in a lot of cases, they already know what they're doing in the space. You know, so they, they have been dealing with this in Africa, South America, uh, other areas of the world. So it's not a new thing to them. All they've got, to, you know, they have the machinery, they have it in place. They just replaced their, say, their HIV 
test kits with COVID-19 test kits. Oh, that explains. And then they're just okay. off to the races, right? Because it's the exact same procedures and equipment used to test for those infectious viruses as it is to test for the, the uh, COVID-19 virus. So they already knew what they're doing. The other sectors, this is new, right? So, you know, let's say you're a TV production company or something like that. They've never had to do this for their people before. So it's a little bit longer process. Um, you know, there's some learning involved, there's some teaching involved. Um, and then, you know, they have to ramp up. They don't have uh, medical personnel on site, for instance. So safe to say their, their appetite, like you're just talking TV and film production. And is it safe to say, Marshall, that their appetite is very strong? They're just measuring three times before they cut once, but, you know, once they kind of feel satisfied that they can they can execute this, uh, you know, wherever they are, that they're, they're probably going to become customers at the end of the day? Well, it's safe to say the appetites there is definitely there. Um, but it's not, it's not just the measuring. There's a lot more to work through with this um, than, it, than there is if you already have an established lab. Let me give you a for instance. So here's some of the approaches that are being taken right now. So the, the easy approach is, say, for instance, like I said, Africa. They already have a lab. They already have medical personnel. They trade their test kit out from, say, Ebola or HIV, AIDS, whatever it is they've been testing for, influenza A, influenza B, you know, any virus. They put in the COVID-19 test kit. They test for that. Done. Dead simple. The other approaches, though, are, for instance, um, we have people that are pairing up with the local medical authorities. So they don't want to build an entire lab. So they go to the regional healthcare center or the regional hospital and they say, look, we're going to add in three more PCR machines to you. We're going to bring in a few nurses. Uh, can we partner with you inside your existing lab? And that way they don't have to get the, the lab accredited. They don't have to get it sanitized, built. Uh, there's a lot to building a lab, like HVAC systems. Right, air right. You know, a film production company doesn't want to go into the test lab business all of a sudden. Exactly. So what they're doing is they're bringing that out there and they're saying, we're going to partner with this regional health authority. And, you know, that, that takes time. You know, that doesn't get done in a day. That takes a week or two for them to get that established. So they, they make the, re they give the regional health authority uh, more umph and they say, okay, so we're going to get our film crew tested. But you know, when the film crew is not being tested, our medical staff can help you test all the, the people in the local environment also. So it's collaborative and it's a win-win situation. Uh, additionally, some of the other guys are building those mobile labs. So what's involved in that is, you know, there, there's different types of mobile labs, but uh, we're in talks uh, with people that want to do this right now. Like some of them look like uh, a transport container that comes, uh, a cargo container that comes sure. off a ship, right? So you get those built uh, and then the lab gets installed by somebody like Transform Canada Inc. inside there and it gets, you know, accredited. So it's got the proper airflow. I mean, there's a lot more to think about than this. People think that there's, you know, just buy a test kit. It's not like that. You have to, the lab has to be properly set up because it's an infectious virus. So the two main things that need to be done is, you know, the, the lab has to be in what's called negative pressure. Now, what that means is air, air gets in, but it doesn't get out to other areas of the, of, you know, surrounding lab or building. So any exit airflow goes through like one exit and that's all HEPA filtered and et cetera. Um, and it has to be clean and sanitized. Now, 
That, that's not be, that's not a stumbling block to getting the sales done. Absolutely not. You're not getting not. George go calling you up and saying, "Hey, Marshall, want some kits?" And you're saying, "Hey, George, okay, you got to set up test labs." Uh, forget it. You know uh, it, that that it's just it's just a hurdle to get over, but it's not a block. At the end, no, it's definitely not a block. These are just different approaches that are being taken. Like it's whatever approach the company has that produces the least amount of friction. So if you know the regional health authority is right there and they're within 30 minutes to two hour drive, that's probably the easiest route. However, if you're a mining company, say for instance, and you have to say bus all your guys in from a staging area three hours into the mine where they stay for three weeks, they're taking those situations are opting for the mobile laboratories to put them sure, in the staging area, right? Because they don't have a day for turnaround time. Their guys get into the staging area, the mining crews get there, and then they need to test them within, say, half a day. And then they can put them on a bus, send them to the mine or send them into the TV production area, right? Those, these are the main approaches. So, you know, the, it's not a stumbling block at all as I said earlier, because Transform Canada has been doing this for decades and right. they've got it, blueprints for it. You know, we just, boom, we need a mobile app. Here we go. It, um, it, were your business, is there a chance your business, I don't want, I want to use the proper term. I don't want to, but is there a, a chance here that your business significantly expands once you guys have got the blueprints for, okay, this is how someone sets up a mobile. Cause the end of the day, whether it's a film production crew or a mining company, a mobile testing lab is a mobile testing lab. Uh, once you've got, you know, that blueprint and a blueprint for partnerships with local health authorities for company, you know, for, for, for organizations that are within a couple of hours or 30 minutes, does your business at that point just start to really accelerate? Because you can go to George Co and say, Hey, George, we got a blueprint. We can either give you mobile, you know, mobile lab. Here it is. Here's the blueprint. Or we can give you the, the, uh, the protocols for how to partner up with a local, local testing facility. Um, is it, you know, this bottleneck, once you pop it, does, does the business pop? Well, uh, that's the goal. <laughs> um, you know, I don't have a crystal ball here, but you know, that is exactly the goal. We're trying to bring the easiest, most friction-free solutions to the market. And, you know, having all these different approaches in our pocket, which, you know, we're currently doing right now, allows us to go into almost any situation, right? Because it's, it's a very different thing to say, test uh, all the people at a restaurant chain as the employees come in and out, as, or to test, say, like we described earlier, uh, any type of mining production or anything that uses a staging area. Those are two different needs, right? And they're two different approaches. And it's also a very different thing to say, you know, um, go into remote areas. So we get a lot of that, and we're currently working uh, building labs right now as we speak in remote areas for those miners, getting them established and uh, up and running because, you know, it's limited access in those areas, right? So we, we help them install the lab on site. And so they're going to, they don't just use this for COVID-19. They now have the equipment to do all the testing we just described, any yeah. type of infectious virus. All they have to do is change the test kit out. So they've been asking about this and that's why it's attractive to them because they've been looking for this solution wow. for years. So, you know, even if they're not doing COVID-19, they now can test for all the influenzas. They can test for, you know, any, all kinds of sexually transmitted diseases that they've been looking for. Um, any type of infectious virus, you know, uh, 
God forbid. I think it almost become protocol with these companies now, right? Up until yeah. now, they said, ah, we don't need to have mobile testing and on-site and all that. But now they're saying, if we have to have it for COVID, and we're going to have to have this next 18 months probably, then we might as well just have it permanently. That's just part of our protocols going forward for the rest of the decade for- Yeah, that's what it's- want to test mm-hmm. On top yeah. of being ready in case another virus hits uh, three years from now or four years from now. So yeah. you're almost creating an ancillary- now you're almost starting to create an ancillary business there, which is being able to you know provide people provide organizations around the world with the blueprints for mobile labs and partnerships and these kind of things. Yeah, that's and you know like I said, that's wow. uh, um, that's really thanks to the partnership we have with Transform Canada. Sure, uh, I mean who's been doing this for decades. Uh, you know, data metrics. We're we're primarily all our guys are primarily AI guys. <laughs> You know, we didn't have that medical expertise uh, when we started. We went, we partnered to find it. And I'm happy to say that it's working out very well. But yeah, to your point, you know, nobody, nobody really thought about this until we started talking about it with them. You know, you now can test for all these things, right? They, they, it just didn't register, right? Because nobody really thought about it. And they're like, oh, that's very interesting. So We'll see how that goes. But, you know, up to date, you know, like I said, it's about one and a half million dollars in revenue. Um, I didn't just to put that in perspective, you know, that's like roughly 40 percent of the revenue we did in the entire year last year. Uh, pretty much doubles your Q1 revenue. That was strictly yeah. from artificial intelligence, which is great revenue, by the way. Right. You're on yeah. a three and a half million dollar run rate just on artificial intelligence. That's that's pretty damn good. But now you're doubling it just from another line. That's, that's, it's pretty exciting. I got to tell you, we got to contain ourselves because there is so much to, there is so much coming and you know, you're, you're, I, I, and I like your approach by the way, Marshall, because there's so many other companies out there who are just trying to use, you know, the, a lot of these dog whistle terms just to get stock price appreciation and talking crazy blue sky stuff. Here you are, with 20, uh, you know, about 25,000 kits sold, about 1.5 million, and you're still downplaying it. Uh, and, I, and, and that's a, that's a big credit. That's a big credit to you. Question, last question on this, and then let's move to the AI side. I also noticed this week that two more of your test kits uh, were granted FDA, I'm going to read this, FDA emergency use authorization. Yes, um, did you need that in order to start going after the U.S. market, or have you already been going after the U.S. market kind of like in, uh, in, in parallel? So we've been working in the U.S. market in parallel uh, to be ready for this authorization, okay? But you need that authorization to sell into the United States. Okay. Now, let me just be clear. FDA EUA authorization is their emergency use authorization, right? This is different from FDA approved. Um, FDA approved is the very, very long process of getting permanent approval to sell in the States. You know, you see that like on a year cycle, it's very long, but the emergency use authorization is how they get stuff in quickly, for instance, during a pandemic. So these authorizations allow us to sell test kits. As long as the United States says we still need test kits, um, we're allowed to sell. Now those, they have a, uh, you know, everybody is applying for FDA approval, the long-term stuff, but it, it takes longer. So you go after the authorization first, approval second, and uh, that gets you into the market faster. All right. So, well, I can only imagine your pipeline in the U.S. I would assume based on what you're talking about with mining companies, airlines, film production, that 
that some of that's got to apply to the U.S. and you got a uh, pipeline, uh, a, a nice looking pipeline that's growing. Yeah, absolutely. So even the the companies we're talking, you know, that have already bought from us, like I said earlier, those are pilot projects. A lot of those companies, they have properties in the U.S. and they're asking, what can we do in the United States? And now we've got an answer. And so, <clears throat> you know, this uh, our kits are now, we've got stuff we can sell into the U.S. We have Health Canada approved kit. We have CE certified kits, which allows us to move into the European Union. Um, and anybody that accepts the CE uh, 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 stamp, which is almost all of Africa, lots of South America, look for guidance from Europe, you know, especially with the countries that are tied back into the European uh, Union with trade agreements and things like that. Um, so we are pretty much looking at worldwide uh, openings right now. And we're, you know, like I said, those are pilot projects. As long as, you know, we're executing on them. We want to get those pilot projects executed to the best of our ability and, you know, grow the project from there. Uh, so we're now ready to grow, you know, basically anywhere. Um, so looking forward to that because obviously it sounds like it would be a lot more. So, you know, I'm looking forward to having you back on a lot more. That's for sure. Yeah, let's, let's switch. So. <laughs> Here's the funny part of the interview almost. Let's switch gears to the artificial intelligence side. Who would have thought that in January? Because you're so strong, so powerful on the artificial intelligence execution. And that's not just lip service. You've had major government agencies from around the world hire the company uh, for social media monitoring and detection and so on and so forth. And here it is playing second fiddle to what's happening, which is pretty good to have both of these. Big news this week was you hired on the former, the former Latte, that's the South Korean conglomerate, two and a half billion dollar conglomerate, their former VP of cybersecurity uh, uh, and added on to your team. That's a, that's a major coup. Tell us, uh, and it's Edward, Edward Choi, uh, what does Edward Choi bring to data metrics? Why this, why this hire right now? Well, <laughs> Ed, um, Ed is fantastic. Ed brings, you know, years and years of super, just great experience working for one of the largest conglomerates in Korea in the cybersecurity space. And yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing, you know? So when Ed has agreed to come over, we are just, you know, we are very, very happy to have him on board. So what does he bring? You know, right now we are really deeply embedded in the, the South Korean market. So Ed's been working in this market forever in the space. He knows all the players. He knows who to talk to. I mean, he's got a Rolodex <laughs> and he's, he's a rainmaker, right? At the end of the day, he's a rainmaker. Absolutely. And so he knows the space. He knows what the needs are. He knows the people to call. He's been doing this forever for, you know, latte. And, you know, he's come over with everybody's blessing. This is fantastic news for us. And, you know, I wouldn't say AI is second fiddle at all for us right now. We are continuing to, uh, you know, expand in the AI space. In fact, right sure. now in Korea, uh, we're working on several very, very, you know, lucrative deals over there. You know, we're constantly in talks with the companies over there. And, but just to put it in perspective, you know, the COVID news, you know, it moves lickety split. It's just boom, 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 because it's just fast and fast. AI and, you know, cybersecurity, they're longer sales cycles. But 
that being said, you know, we, we are moving on those sales cycles and we're, you know, having Ed where, you know, with his wealth of knowledge in the cybersecurity space, his, you know, ability to work in the South Korean markets and he's, you know, his acquaint, you know, well acquainted with all that will definitively help us, you know, push that forward. Right. And to get it moving no doubt. at a, at a much more rapid clip and to expand the offering. Right. How the hardest part of enterprise sales is getting to the right person. And that's why the sales cycles are long. So, you know, with governments, the sales cycles are annual and there's no getting around that. They do annual budgets, annual sales cycles, bang, bang, bang. You get your contract. It's for 12 months with different milestones throughout the year. Uh, this is Canada, Korea, et cetera. With the larger one, the conglomerates, the sales cycle is not quite that long. However, you still have to go through all their vetting. So you go in the front door and you have to be vetted as a company. Then you have to go in and get registered as a vendor. Uh, once the, they've checked out your references and done all this, move through the bureaucracy. Okay, you're registered as a vendor. Then you can talk to somebody. Usually that person is just vetting the tech and doesn't have the ability to actually pull the purchase order together, right? So then they report to somebody in and then you go to the next level. And then they, it's almost, it's almost exhausting time. listening to right. it, let alone going through it. But, but here's what Ed. happens when you got Ed. <laughs> yeah. Ed what goes, happens when you got Ed? You, Ed knows the guy at the top who can, you know, he's got those connections. So he doesn't have to go through these stages. You know, when you know people, it's easier. It's, Hey, you know, let's have a cup of coffee or, you know, let's go play around the golf. And, Boom, you know, it's all about who you know. And he is also has years of, of just flawless execution in the space. And so we are super, super happy to have Ed on board. Uh, and we're expecting, you know, great things over there. And, and like given I said earlier, we're, you know, we've been in talks, you know, we announced one with uh, the talks with Latte. We've got a few others that, that you know, are not quite ready to be announced. Um, but that one's still moving along, you know, the, the deal that we're working on with Latte and having Ed in there, this is just going to accelerate these things, get them done faster, get them out to market faster and, you know, allow us to build out, you know, the AI even more quickly. So it's super exciting. And I was thinking too, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong and if I'm making the wrong assumption, but you got three major global trends going on right now, only one of which we foresaw in January that should provide a significant, I don't want to say bump in revenue, but significant appetite or demand for your services, which are the following. The first one is U.S. presidential election. We all knew that was coming in January. Uh, so, and I mean, I assumed, uh, and maybe a lot of investors at home assumed that that itself was probably going to generate some business for you because let's face it, that, that was the biggest issue in the last presidential election, which was social media manipulation. But the other two you have also going is COVID. We already saw that the U.S. government, uh, an agency of the U.S. government hired you to detect there. That's still happening. Uh, and that's, that's still an issue. And the third one is the kind of global uh, social upheaval with what's gone on in the U.S. and how that's mm -hmm. kind of reverberating around the world. So um, uh, do you expect to see increased demand because there's going to be concern about monitoring and tracking all of these things because they have very, they, all three of those go to the root of democracy at the end of the day, mm -hmm. right? Do you expect uh, 
Do you expect, I mean, and you never, we didn't know any, we only knew one of those three in January. Do you expect those to, uh, 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 you know, cause significant demand and something that Mr. Choi, you call him Ed, I can't call him Ed, but you know, Mr. Choi <laughs> will be able to help uh, facilitate and accelerate for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, Ed's going to be a fantastic addition to this, you know, um, just, you know, he's only been on board for a couple days now. And, uh, you know, we're able to bounce things off him, like what works in this space, what, you know, what worked, you know, ten, what's been working for 10 years, what's not been working. And so we don't have to make those mistakes now, right? So as we grow the business, you know, you, you definitively try not to, you uh, make yourself give yourself your own stumbling blocks right of course not but if you don't have prior knowledge um, you increase the risk because you do you know you do the best thing at the time and it may be wrong but if you've got that prior knowledge which now we're bringing somebody in who has a lot of that knowledge to add to you know the great team we've already got set up it just it, it multiplies on itself right so this is this is not just an additive factor this is a multiplicative factor um yep so i definitively see this you know heating up and then allowing us to make better moves in that area and that's what's so exciting about this you know for me as looking at it you know as a ceo is i want i i, I want to surround myself with the best staff and the greatest people that, that we can bring in and bringing Ed in somebody with his pedigree. That's fantastic. You know, that is just fantastic. You yeah. Know, it speaks for itself, right? Yeah. It speaks so for itself. This will, you know, with all the things you mentioned, the unrest in the U S uh, you know, the COVID's still going on. It's not going away anytime soon. Uh, you know, the fake news that's all over the place, you know, we're already seeing, you know, accelerated interest in all these things. Yeah. And all, and all that fake news from both sides, from everyone is being used in order to try and sway the presidential election. Yeah, right? yeah I guarantee. <laughs> Which is the Super Bowl event for you this year for yeah. the company at the end of the day, right? That's yep. the Super Bowl social media monitoring event of the decade right now. Well, it's going, it's probably going to be. Um, but you know, we're, we're constantly monitoring all these things for, you know, different entities and, um, you know, different, you know, government agencies and things like that, but it's definitely drawing a lot more interest right now, definitively. And the one that's dry, honestly, the one that's driving it the most is the unrest in the United States at the moment. And, um, you know, globally, that's a shame and it's, you know, humanitarian reasons. It's, it's terrible what's going on down there um, with the unrest. Uh, but it, it does draw attention from governments and, you know, governmental agencies. Yeah, yeah. And that brings them to us. Um, well, because it's essentially being used as a proxy, right? It's being used as a proxy to kind of, mm -hmm. uh, instead of attacking either a president or a candidate directly, you kind of use this proxy issue. Uh, and by the way, I want to be clear, it's a very serious issue, but there are people out there who want to use that issue for their own self-interest which is where data, data metrics comes in. So, yeah. uh, and what we're seeing is it's accelerating. And so we're yeah. at the forefront of this and I don't see this going away as long as we've got social media. And as long as, you know, everybody on the planet gets more and more connected and everybody now, you know, 20 years ago, we were only consumers of news. We did not produce news as individuals, you know, or we went home at news. night. That's right. We went home at night. We, you know, we got our dinner. 
We watched the 30-minute news broadcast, and that's how we knew what was happening in the Walter world. Walter Cronkite, right? Watch Walter that's Cronkite. Right. And then that's no longer the case. Everybody who is connected to the internet now is now both a producer and consumer. And so the amount of news and fake news is doing nothing but accelerating. And so it's not going to stop. It's going to get bigger and more sophisticated, which is why we're in this business in the first place. Right. To track that. Stakes down. are big, right? A presidential election. The stakes are big. And that presidential Huge. election affects geopolitical, has geopolitical ramifications in terms of finance, foreign policy, war, you know, trade, all of that. So uh, you've got a monster on your hands. Can I ask, I'm just going to ask, because probably people are thinking this at home as they're watching it, which is, do you expect to see, you know, an increase in, in contracts for monitoring from all sorts of different agencies, or is it too early to say, and you don't want to assume that? Well, I never want to assume anything, right? Then I like the way I like to do it is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get in there, my team and I, we're going to execute. We're going to let the numbers speak for themselves. All right. And I believe love we've it. been doing that. Right. I love so, that. Um, you know, like I said, one and a half million in the last month in revenue, that's 40% of what we did last year. And those are just in, test pilot projects. One month. In one month. Yeah. And we've got some really, really good stuff, you know, good contract negotiations going on both in Korea and here. So we're going to let that speak for itself as it rolls out. Now, that being said, you know, this is a business as the business, you know, as the global, um, footprint, I guess, of fake news expands, you know, the demand is expanding too. And it's just that simple because sure. it's not, you know, we're starting to see this in the private sector, right? We're, we're seeing companies that are getting, um, you know, hit in the private sector. You're seeing it now. And this, this is kind of a new avenue. Like um, what was the guy's name? The, the CEO of CrossFit. Okay. This just happened. Just, just, just resigned on the weekend. For he one just statement. resigned because he made one statement and the entire social media groups piled on him. So, you know, companies need this type of awareness. They need this software and, you know, we're going to be here to provide it for them to, so that they can make better decisions, you know, and not get blindsided by, you know, things like that. Um, so it's, you know, we're not just talking about governments anymore. This is, this is moving into the private sector. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm a big fortune 500 or fortune 5,000 company, I guess I want to, I'm, I'm probably going to want to want to monitor social media to find out what, how are people associating my brand with what is going on right now? Yeah. Because it can collapse. If you don't know, like you said, you can get blindsided and your brand could take a 30, 40% hit literally overnight. And that blindsiding is exactly where we specialize because we're not just a monitoring solution. We're a discovery engine and we're going to tell you four days before you're getting ready to get hit that there's a problem there. So you need to be ready for it. And if you, you know, if you've got four days to be ready, it's better than 40 minutes. <laughs> You know, absolutely. That's where we're positioning this. And, you know, we're, we're really looking to recreate the success uh, that we're, we're having in the Korean private sector in both the Canadian and the U S markets. And so, yeah, it's looking, you know, it's looking good. But like I said, I like to put surround myself with the smartest people possible and let the numbers speak for themselves. And that's where we're going. Marshall, uh, you know, we, every interview we've done since we started working together has been, 
a, a really great empowering interview, but this by far is the best one. And I want to congratulate you and your team for what you guys have been able to do. I mean, consider where the company was in January one and look where the company is on June one. And it looks like the second half of the year, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but the second half of the year looks like it could be something nobody expected from two different great lines of business uh, and that you're executing. So thanks for joining us today. And I can't wait to have you back on. It sounds like you're going to be back on a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and we welcome that. But congratulations on what you guys have done, Marshall. Thanks, George. It's a pleasure as always to be here. You've been watching Marshall Gunter. He's CEO of Datametrics. The company trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol DM for our friends in the U.S., DTMXF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D4G. Uh, this is the time to do your due diligence, folks. Um, there's only so much Netflix you can do. Put that away. There's only so much social media scrolling you can do. Put that away. You've watched or if you've been listening by podcast, you've heard some pretty powerful information uh, from, from Marshall. In fact, I'd probably watch or listen to it again. Do your due diligence. Make sure you get to the Agoracom hub for data metrics to get more great information and use it uh, to post your questions and you're going to get the answers directly from either Marshall or his team because it's a verified forum on Agoracom. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a great day. And most importantly, I hope you've just discovered your next great small cap company. Talk to you soon. Be safe.